Hey friends, this is a special little bonus episode in which I talk about an aspect of neurodiversity, which I think is under understood that we could all benefit from when we have a, a richer perspective on it. So the first thing that I want to share with you um, for this week is that when I talk about neurodiversity, I'm actually talking about all of us because the truth is What we call the neurodiversity movement has its origins in the autistic rights community that sprang out of the 1990s. And and the term neurodiversity or neurodiverse was actually coined in 1998 by an autistic Australian sociologist named Judy Singer, which was quickly picked up and expanded upon not only in the autistic community, but eventually was adopted by those who are, who have other ways of being in the brain that are not considered quite the standard. And I say ways of being because some of these had been and still are considered disorders. And you know, the words that carry sort of a negative connotation or, or a connotation of somehow it some it being less optimal or not normal or sort of an you know aberration from the what's supposed to be the standard. And as someone who has lived with, you know, ADHD brain all of her life. I don't necessarily like to just, you know, wholesale adopt that, that language. Like I very much um, own the ADHD label, for example, for myself, for the purposes of making communication easier for talking about this construct, but not necessarily because I agree with the last letter of the acronym ADHD, which is disorder. I don't believe myself to be disordered. I don't believe that there is a correct way for your brain to be ordered. And I don't think that what I have is a disorder. Now, that's just me. And other people, there are so many other people in the world who consider themselves to fall under the neurodiversity spectrum might have different thoughts. You know, they might not mind or they might not consider that these words like such and such disorder, you know, syndrome, whatever, to be negative, or or they might claim it as something that helps them. And they have every right to. And that just reflects the fact that many of us in the neurodiverse community, whether you identify as belonging to a community or not, right? Those of us who fall under the, the neurodiversity spectrum have diverse opinions, of course. And that's not only fine, but that's beautiful. That's how it's supposed to be. But for the purposes of our conversation, I'd like to invite you to step outside of this rigid binary of what is typical versus, you know, diverse, what is ordered versus disordered, what is normal versus abnormal, you know, etc. Because it, when, once we get trapped in these labels and the, these binaries, it, we, all we have to do is divide ourselves up into two groups and decide which side I'm on. And then the other side becomes, well, people who aren't like me. But I actually think that our human experience, the vast spectrum of humanity is far richer and more colorful and complex than what could be divided into a simple, you know, binary of neurotypical versus neurodiverse. It's not like half of the population or a percentage of the population has the exact same brain and the others are just happen to be abnormal. You know, I've been told recently, you know, given that I'm pregnant and um, about to give birth, or actually by the time you're hearing this, I probably already have given birth, but that your brain changes 
like when you are pregnant, you, when you, your brain changes when you give birth. And certainly your brain keeps changing throughout adolescence and, and early adulthood and late adulthood and into older age, et cetera. So it's like we, even the same one person has a phenomenal neurodiversity within the course of their single lifetimes. So think about that. I think that's actually really interesting and actually kind of really cool to think about that. You just, in, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably lived long enough to experience a lot of diversity in how your own brain has operated throughout time, right? There just is no such thing as normal. There is no such thing as standard. And even if there is, you will see that what is normal and what is standard and what is considered ideal very much varies by, you know, culture and by even the times, you know, certain aspects, certain personalities, certain ways of operating were considered ideal and optimal and normal. And for example, I don't know, 8th century China, <laughs> that might be very different from what is considered normal in 21st century United States, for example, right? So let's all take these terms with a grain of salt. Neurodiversity, neurotypical, knowing that these aren't necessarily scientific designations with with grounds in things that are quantifiable, but that these are constructs, labels that we came up with to talk about certain ideas, to make it easier for us to talk about certain ideas. So that is all to say, when I say August is Neurodiversity Month, we're going to celebrate the difference in human brains. I am including you, you know, in the conversation. It does not matter whether you have a diagnosis or whether you identify with a label. I mean, so many friends, colleagues that I know who are brilliant don't get their diagnosis until well into their adulthood. And when they do, it tends to change a lot of things. It it tends to change the way they see themselves. And it helps them to contextualize a lot of the ways that they have experienced their earlier lives. And it doesn't almost doesn't even interest me whether you quote unquote qualify for a, a diagnosis that is you know, accepted by the psychiatric community because, again, these psychiatric diagnoses, like, for example, autism, ADHD, in my case, a lot of, you know, other labels and constructs like depression, anxiety, these are, it's important to understand that these are all very new constructs in the grand scheme of humanity as well, right? And the scientists literally (laughs) update diagnostic criteria all the time based on new research, new understanding of the brain. So this is in no way to like discredit um, scientific criteria or discredit the usefulness or validity of diagnostic criteria or to say that they are not important or they shouldn't matter. And I'm not saying that at all, but just to know that diagnoses and and labels aren't the end-all be-all of everything. These things shift with and change with our changes and growth in our our understanding of how humans work and our understanding of how the brain works. And as we grow in our inclusivity and in our capacity as a society to not only to tolerate and accommodate, but to really acknowledge and respect and to help People of all brains lead joyful, purposeful lives. You know, some labels are helpful. Some diagnostic criteria are helpful, but they don't tell the whole story. What's really important to me is not whether you feel like, oh yeah, I have this label. I have this diagnosis. Therefore, I belong in this conversation or therefore I feel qualified to, you know, have a say in this or I'm going to feel legitimate 
in being helped by this, right? Sort of, I want you to move away from that and towards, okay, if this is just about noticing and respecting and celebrating the differences among humans and the differences between how we all experience and process and move through the world, then how do I acknowledge the uniqueness of my my own experience, my own perception, and how do I take the responsibility for creating not just a life, but a business that really works for the particular ways that my brain works? And as a life coach, right, how do I help my clients uh, do the same thing, assuming that their brain does not work the exact same way mine does for whatever reason, right? All of us are different so that we can contribute different gifts, right? Different talents, different perspectives to solve our common problems and to push humanity forward. That's ultimately something that we life coaches should be very much aware of and engaged with. So really this entire little episode is to say this whole month is for you. When I say neurodiversity, I am talking to you. I don't care who you are. No labels required. You are part of the dazzling spectrum of diversity in within the human species, and we are happy to have you, and your gifts are needed in the world. Now, I hope you enjoy the content that I'm about to deliver to you for the rest of the month, and if you want to take this work deeper, be surrounded by a super supportive community that is going to help you rock your marketing and build your business with the exact brain that you have, all of that goodness is happening within the Joyful Marketing Program, and I invite you to come join us today. Okay, I'll talk to you next time. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.